Kia ora, welcome back to Flying the Fern, powered by New Zealand Stories, Fernmark License Programme and produced by Raw Collective. This series is all about telling the real-life stories of well-known New Zealand businesses that carry the official Fernmark logo. We dig into how they came about, the challenges they've overcome and their contribution to the reputation New Zealand businesses have around the world. Kia ora. On today's episode, we have Pablo Kraus, the Managing Director of EcoStore. EcoStore has been a pioneer in making environmentally friendly home and body care products since it was founded in 1993. They've been front runners in this fast developing space with ambitious goals to be the world's most trusted and sustainable company of its type. EcoStore develops, manufactures, and packs all of its products in New Zealand, including cleaners, laundry, body care, skin care, baby care, and oral care products. The company is a certified B Corp and operates its own Toy 2 Net Carbon Zero certified factory where it makes products and exports them all over the world. They've been doing this since well before it was a global industry, which means they've smoothed the road for others and overcome a lot of challenges, showing what's possible as a responsible manufacturer. This is a great chat that shows the power of a can-do attitude and how a values-driven company can tell its story to appeal to a customer base that really cares. First job, actually, Pablo, is I'm going to give you this. And if you like to, you could put it on, but you've got a nice shirt on. Oh, so wow, that's sure great. Thank but you very much. Yeah, no, fly the fern, fly the fern. Definitely. And while you're doing that, or while you're looking at that, I wanted to ask you, if you were had a friend who was visiting New Zealand, what would be the number one thing you would say to them they must do? Um, I think if I had a friend first come into New Zealand, one of the most underrated things is actually coming through Auckland, going up Mount Eden, mm-hmm. and actually having a look around and seeing the volcanoes, the yeah. ocean, the green mountains in the background, and it's really easy to do. Yeah. Um, outside of going to Queenstown, which is my favourite place, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's interesting how many people have bypassed Auckland in these comments and told people to go somewhere else. So it's good that you are saying go to the Maunga. That's fantastic. Hey, so EcoStore. Yes. First thing I'll say is you are licensee, Fernmark licensee number 100001 or something like that, because I think you are the first. I think we are, yeah. Which is super cool. You obviously bought in on the vision of talking about New Zealand and, and being from New Zealand right at the outset. Yes. Yeah, but you weren't you weren't there personally, but I probably wasn't there personally, but I think I might have been a director there oh, when we right. yeah. Tell us about the beginnings of EcoStore. What was what was the yeah. behind the idea there? So EcoStore was founded almost 30 years ago now, uh, 1993 by Malcolm and Melanie Rands. And they were living in an eco village, which means they're trying to have as minimal impact as possible on the environment. So as they were, they were pottering around in the garden one afternoon and you know Malcolm sort of saw that the, where the grey water was coming out of the house was actually having a bit of an impact on the plants and growing and it wasn't right. really going so well. And he thought, you know, we've got arguably the most pure water coming out of the spring here in the world, but there's something nasty coming out of the house. And yeah. He sort of tested the hypothesis that potentially was coming out of some of his laundry products or some of the other things in the house. And sure enough, that's when EcoStore was born. Wow. So he set out to make products that have as little impact or minimal impact on the environment. And very quickly, he actually started to get letters back from consumers saying, you know, since using your laundry products, my eczema started to clear up. Wow. And it realized that it wasn't actually just an environmental brand, but a health brand. So now in everything that we do, we actually hold ourselves to quite a high standard from, number one, it's got to be good for the environment. Yeah. Number two, it's got to be good for your health. Efficacy is also just as important. So, yeah. you know, products actually need to work before people actually want to continue to buy them. That's right. And be at a, 
accessible and at a price point they could afford, et cetera, et cetera. You'd be actually trying to solve a lot of problems at the same There's time. There's a lot of challenges, yeah. Yeah, fantastic. But it, it, fundamentally, 30 years later, the company is still there. It's a very well-known brand, consumer brand. So things are going well. Things have been going really well, you know, since I think my family got involved in early 2003. You know, we've had double-digit year-on-year growth. In the last five years, you've had all these other brands realize how important it is, sustainability, and actually we've yeah. grown as a result to get yeah. more people involved. Yeah, I, I was wondering if you were going to mention that because you guys are almost the original, you're the OG here in terms of you know, portraying a vision of New Zealand of sort of a clean and green and environmentally conscious and all the other, you know, big bad manufacturers are out doing their stuff. But now they're all realizing that the way you've been leading is the right way. Yeah. Do you find that, that you think they're kind of following? I think they're definitely, you know, following to do it. But now you can't really do business without having yeah. some sort of conscious because that's what consumers want. And I guess I you know, grateful that EcoStores had this purpose to actually lead the way to have more people want to be like that, more yeah. businesses want to be like that, be it whether they're trying to follow consumer trends or not. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's still the right thing to do Yeah, for whatever your motivation. So how did you and your family come to get involved? So my family, my father actually walked out of the supermarket down here in Richmond, Freeman's Bay, yep. and came across the EcoStore. And he was just absolutely amazed about what they were trying to do in terms of removing nasty chemicals and trying to get you know, these products that were good for the environment. So uh, I think by the next day, he'd bought out half half the company or close to half the company. Wow. And then gradually over the years, um, you know, it was kind of a nice transition from one founding family to the to the next generational family. Yeah. Somebody carry the same sort of co-papa forward. Yeah. Nice. And and you, you started off with skincare and health products and cleaning products. That's still pretty much the same. Yeah, that's us. So as I mentioned before, you know, we started with the laundry products and, yeah. you know, then Malcolm sort of realized that it's not only the cleaning products and things that are having this, you know, you're still using your soap and things like that. And it came very much about yeah. health and the impact they have on them as well. So yeah, I'd have to say, by the way, your, uh, your clothes are very well laundered. I noticed that earlier. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure what product you use. I must find out after the show. And then pretty early in the piece too, I think the organisation started exporting. Yes. It obviously became clear that the, the demand was much bigger than just New Zealand. Yeah, that's right. So when I came along, we were exporting into Australia and, you know, we're kind of doing all right there. But very quickly, you know, we had a student doing M MBA from yeah. um, Auckland and he was looking at China for us. And then we thought that, you know, this is really important for us to actually take it seriously. And we kind of took on mostly Southeast Asia and we're across, I think, 12 or 13 different markets now between Southeast Asia and New Zealand. Wow. That must bring a whole other set of challenges in terms of, well, shipping goods across the border and you know, some of the chemicals, I suppose, have a whole lot of different restrictions and things. What are the ch biggest challenges that you've got? Well, I can definitely say the last the challenges over the last two or three years actually yeah. been getting our products into market through COVID and supply chain issues. Um, but I think things that businesses need to do if they're exporting is actually being able to go into market and understand yeah. and meet, you know, through your suppliers and customers to understand what the culture and things are like. And that's definitely been inhibited in the last two or three years. So yeah. being able to overcome that. that that's interesting though, because you, you your brand is all around trustworthiness and quality and care for the environment, care for people. It's mm. very on brand for New Zealand, may I just say thank <laughs> you. Um, but yeah, as you say, if you can't meet face-to-face, -face, how, how do you transmit that brand association? What's your kind of What's your approach for, for getting the brand out there? Because we have been exporting prior to things like COVID, you know, I was able to go and, you know, I went yeah. to China and I actually went into somebody's home and I spoke to them and I understood 
that, you know, the types of things that resonated with them and why they were looking at products like EcoStore. And one of the insights that came out was that New Zealand equals natural to them yeah. and natural equals safe. So being able to play on that and be able to talk to consumers like that, having that insight prior to not being able to have been there yeah. was certainly beneficial. It's definitely probably more of a challenge going into a market not having experienced it. Yeah, because you don't have that kind of depth of customer relation and knowledge of what they consider important. That New Zealand equals safe thing is really interesting. We, um, we've reflected on that a few times because when we're from New Zealand, it's just kind of our environment. We just, this, it's not unusual to us, you know, this air quality, water quality, all that sort of thing. But when you go into a country like China, you realise that actually we've got something pretty unusual here. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So how do you, how do you translate that back into the work that you do here? So how do we make it relevant here? Yeah. I mean, well, I or, mean, yeah, or or relevant for your staff here to know what how important it is for other countries. You know, it comes back to our purpose. You know, we were we were founded thirty years ago to make products that were safer for the health, your environment, and everything that we do. You know, when we're dealing with a new supplier, when we're looking at a new ingredient, we put it underneath that lens, and it helps inform our decision making process, but also acts as a bit like a beacon for people wanting to come and work at a company yeah. like EcoStore. Good as point. well. Yeah. So it's part of the value value proposition for for your employees as well as for customers. Yeah. I mean, we have people that come back after working overseas for, you know, 10 years working in big roles like Unilever and things like that and going, well, if I'm coming home, I want to work for a company like EcoStore because they they resonate with the yeah, purpose. They align with my values. Yeah. That's wonderful. You know, that value set that you've got out there, that, that was fundamental from day one. Has it evolved at all or changed or are you still thinking you're very true to the original purpose? I think we're very much true to our original purpose. It allows us to sort of go into different categories and things because we go, well, does this, does this fit with making the world a safer place? Yeah. Is this giving consumers an alternative which makes allows them to make smaller choices which ultimately add up to you know them feeling better about making yeah. the right choices about the environment and yeah and that, and that's it you're giving people a choice that they can follow you know because it's very hard to be a consumer these days isn't it if you if you're trying to be environmentally conscious but at the same time you know the choices you don't understand necessarily that's no. why a brand like yours stands out yeah 100%. You hope it does. That's good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and tell us about the Fernmark, because obviously, as I say, you were the originals. Why, why would you sign up with that program? What was in it for you? Look, there was a, um, probably a couple of reasons. You know, for us, it was about authenticity and having that authentic New Zealand brand and have that represented, you know, when consumers are finding it in some of our markets, you know, that actually shows it's an authentic Kiwi brand. And same way, it's helped with our IP and our safety around, you know, making sure our products uh, been copied and things like yep. that, and um, it's actually really beneficial to have a like a government organisation be able to take the load off from yeah. you know some of these smaller to medium sized businesses that don't have huge legal teams to be able to yeah. represent that. Well, that's probably an angle actually we haven't explored is that you know with the Fernmark we protect it as a trademark in I can't remember how many but thirty something countries, and at times we notice there are counterfeiters out there who are passing off as New Zealand businesses, and your products would be right in the you know their sites, I'd imagine. Yeah, we have. I mean, we had one instance where it was actually a New Zealand brand had put it on, and we were able to use the the legal team from NZT or NZ Story to actually yeah. help us to you know point out and go, hey, actually, you can't do that. Yeah, <laughs> dodgy. Yeah, slap around the wrists. That's good. Um, and do you get good feedback about the um, about your New Zealandness? I suppose you know you, you mentioned the China thing, but association with pureness. Is that something that you hear from other markets as well? Certainly, 
being a New Zealand business is, you know, unique. And, you know, as Kiwi businesses, we we, have, we get to punch above our own weight in terms of being innovative and we are somewhat associated with that. So you do hear that feedback and people love to talk to New Zealand brands. And, yeah, yeah, that's cool. And you guys have, you know, as you've said a couple of times, you mentioned the word purpose a couple of times, you know, yeah. and that purpose is really strong for you. And you're one of the first examples really, or the most, you know, well-known example in New Zealand of a company that is very purpose-oriented. You have strong values. What are those, you know, values? Can you talk a bit about how they come to the fore? We're very much a family business, come from one family to another, and we, we kind of hold on to those initial values that Malcolm and Melanie instilled and yeah. about you know, making products that are safer for you, your family and our yeah. world, ensuring that everything that we do is ethical, the people that we work with. And, you know, similarly, we do that through some of the certifications that we get yeah. that actually helps both consumers understand and also why people want to come and work at yeah. our EcoStore. I noticed you're a B Corp, for example. Yeah, we're a B Corp. And we went through that process, probably started it almost two years ago. And we had it, we got B Corp sort of about a year ago. And it was a lot longer of a process than I thought. Because yeah. it really helps you kind of look and measure all those different types of your business that you might not normally have from social and environmental, yeah. where we would have nailed a lot of the environmental stuff and we were doing a lot of things, but we weren't documenting some of our you know, employment practices and things like that, even though we we're always being an ethical business. Yeah. So it's pretty useful for you to follow those some sort of standards to give you that benchmark maybe. A hundred percent, yeah. Nice. And also, I noticed Carbon Zero certified since well before it was trendy. I mean, it's very trendy now and should be, by the way. But 2010, you became Carbon Zero. Yep. So that's always been really important for us. And uh, we've always been trying to, I guess, look at ways we can do things better, innovate in ways we can do better and yep. see that um, how important that is for us as EcoStore, who's trying to have as minimal impact as possible. To get certifications like that demonstrates that to consumers yeah. and gives that authenticity that these guys actually really, really do really care. Mean it. Yeah. So for those people out there who are thinking about this for their business, what's the hardest bit? Was it sort of the full, you know, recyclability or the the waste chain that comes after you? Where you know, where was the challenging bit? Probably gathering the data to be able to see where you're at. You oh, because right. yeah. lots of businesses continue just to run business as usual, but then actually going to figure out, you know, how much of this material we're using, how much waste are we using, how much is it, what is our carbon impact of that, and being able to track that, yeah. which is the whole reason you kind of want to do that so you can actually show improvements yeah. on things like that. But you've got to be able to put that measurement in. So, you know, in terms of if you if you haven't built it in right at the beginning, there are tools now, though, aren't there? Yes, that can there's do this, tools yeah. now that can help you get there, for yeah. sure. Yeah. And it, so where do you, where do you, are you comfortable with the area? Are you still continuing to try and improve and, and go carbon negative? I don't think we're ever going to be comfortable where we're at. There's always ways we can improve. And that's kind of built into the innovative nature of what we try to do, you know. Yeah. Many years ago, we were founded on making these formulas and things that were better for the environment. And one of the things that always stuck out as a challenge and just like annoying for Malcolm was the fact that we've got these beautiful formulas, but they're going out in this petrochemical plastic. Yeah. So now it's about innovating, you know, how do we take care of our waste streams and how do we circle that back? And do you, you have reusable bottles, as I understand, eh? You, consumers can reuse, bring them back and get them yeah. refilled and things. How, what's the uptake like on that? I probably couldn't give you a number of it on it, but I've got, you know, for example, one of my employees who's been with us for 18 years now, he's still got a hand pump that he's got from 15 years ago wow. that he's refilling at home all the time. Oh, that's pretty good. Um, I mean, because yeah, consumers now are much, much more aware of waste, aren't we? I yeah. think we are. And they want to do the right thing, but you've got to be convenient. I mean, that's a real trade-off if you're a busy working person at home. You want to do the right thing, but if it's not convenient to do the right thing, that can be the the difficulty. So. 
how do you make it convenient? I mean, what advice have you got for, for everyone listening? You kind of want to take it one little bit at a time, you know. We've still got a huge education piece just around what is recyclable. So many people are throwing so many things in their recycle bin that they just assume are recycling, but yeah. are going straight to landfill. So if you get a little bit of awareness, it actually starts to change the way you think about everything you do. Yeah. Do you do much work with consumer education, like teaching people? or We do a bit about it. So it's kind of it's part of who we are in terms of our, our marketing strategy, because yeah. ultimately the more consumers that we can educate, the more they're educated making better choices, not only in choosing eco-store products, but whether it's catching the bus instead of driving their car every day. And, oh. you know, they start once the penny drops, it's almost like everything around them has yeah. that, you know, from your coffee cup to... Yeah. Um, it's a way of living rather than just a single choice that you're making. Yeah. Nice. What's your history before you took the CEO role here? Where, I mean, you, you're clearly very knowledgeable. Did you did you study this? Did you work in other organisations? No, I mean, so when I was younger, I um, I was actually a web developer for five years or so before I, I joined the family business. And I was always interested in what Dad yeah. was doing with EcoStore and how we were going. And he said to me one day, do you want to come work in the family business? And I sort of was excited about the opportunity about learning something new um, yeah. and getting into EcoStore and also some of the other ones. We had Huckleberry, which is an organic retailer, yeah. um, Chantal, Chantal Organics, which is like an organic wholesale business. And I became a director right away and worked myself through for five years with few, several different mentors and business managers that we had um, and got really passionate and excited why before the role came up at EcoStore. And that was your dad's job? No, dad, oh, dad was always a director. Oh, but, I was um, say, you didn't have yeah. to roll your father in some sort of Shakespearean <laughs> drama. No, <laughs> no. But then you, you'd made yourself basically the right person for the job. Yeah. That's awesome. And where, where is the business going to go next? Where do, where do you want to take it? Look, I want to get into more consumers' hand. I want more education around what's happening with the products that people are using in terms of yeah. what's happening with their waste, you know, having awareness around the chemicals that they've got and some of their products and the impacts that it's actually having. We're just going to continue to innovate and make yeah. and start to think more about those things in product delivery format, I guess. Yeah. And more international markets, do you think, as well? Certainly, yeah. That's the fun bit. That's now that we can travel again. Now we can travel again. Or do you do you go? Do you take an eco yacht, or do you fly? I have to fly, but I try to minimize my flight. Yeah, yeah. But I haven't been flying for. That's for right. Three yeah, years, yeah, so yeah. We're all, right. all in deficit at the moment. We're all okay. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. So, Pablo, thank you for flying the fern. Thank you for being the first to fly the fern. But I thought I'd ask you a quick rapid fire three your top three products from EcoStore that you think everybody should have. Yeah. Your favorite three. Favorite three. Ooh. So many. I thought you got to pick from all your children. Which one is your favourites? Um, I've always been a big fan of our dish liquid. Yeah. Um, and it's a hard thing to get excited about. But Yeah, you know. I, I've used that one. That's good. <laughs> we use that. Baby Sleepy Time was a hugely, immensely helpful when I had my two young kids. Oh, okay. Um, and it was in every little bath time that we had every evening. Yeah. So that... That's probably a good number, strong number two. Wow. Is that basically something to put the kids to sleep? It's, yeah, it helps them, oh, soothe okay. them. Yeah. Soothes them, soothes. stupefies them. It's <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah. And number three? Number three, I use my body wash daily and multi-purpose from helping me to shave to yeah. everything. So um, body wash. Must look out for that Coconut one. vanilla. Very good. Well, thank you again for flying the fern. Thank you very much for having me in here. Thank you so much for listening. This podcast series is all about highlighting the amazing work New Zealand companies are doing in a variety of sectors and spaces. 
If you like this episode, there's plenty more great stories from Flying the Firm podcast that you can listen to. Just go ahead and check them out where you found this one. We're also highlighting the Fernmark license program, which we talked about during the episode. The Fernmark is our national symbol and a country of origin mark that helps Kiwi businesses promote trust, authenticity and credibility by leveraging the good reputation that New Zealand has overseas. To find out more or to apply to be part of the program, head to our website, fernmark.nzstory.gov.nz. And lastly, please rate, review and subscribe. It helps others find us. Haere for now.